Owning a small business can be overwhelming. How can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. There's so many places to reach customers. Email, text messages, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, live events. The list goes on. How are you, as the business owner, expected to own all of those channels? That's where Constant Contact comes in to help. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. I use this to grow my email list, and you should too. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. The Big Bets on Campus podcast. 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 All right, here we go. Every pitch is your pitch. The greatest show on dirt. Omaha! Omaha! Deep to left field. Way back there. Gone! A grand slam! Omaha wins the College World Series! Now, they can add college baseball to their trophy case. Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus college baseball version. Yes, this is the first time Action Network is putting out a college baseball pod exclusively here on the Big Bets on Campus. You guys have heard us during March Madness. You've heard us during college football season on the way up to uh, the college football playoff. And now we are officially on the road to Omaha. And joining me is my great friend, Brad Audrain. Uh, you can find him on Twitter, at Real Brad Audrain. Brad, how are you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm excited. I'm unprepared, and I'm ready to roll. That's how we need to be in this college baseball pod, just unprepared and going off the hook. Now, for those of you that need Brad's, like, does he have the certification to be on this podcast? He was with me in the Cosmo when we visited the Will Hill counter and saw Tennessee was plus 150, a joke of a number. But more importantly, Brad watches every single inning of college baseball when it comes to the Razorbacks, the SEC, all of college baseball. I know there's 301 teams. He watches as much college baseball as I do during college football season. I didn't need to bring in a big podcast partner when I have a very close friend that I have chemistry with that knows everything about college baseball. So we are going to attempt to deliver you guys a short, you know, within 30 minute podcast every week until we lead up to Omaha. We're going to do some marquee matchups. We're going to talk about futures. We'll give you a deliverable each week, some power arms that you need to know about, injuries that you need to know about, and we'll get you out of here in about 30 minutes with a bunch of betting deliverables, and hopefully we all have a good, profitable Omaha coming up here in June. So with that, we're going to start off with power pitchers to back. So Brad, I'm going to start off here. From a gambling perspective, a lot of people are like, you know, who do I bet on tonight? Am I going to look at Gonzaga? Am I going to look at Texas Southern, Dartmouth, Davidson? Give me some people, some teams to bet. But in college baseball, you don't bet teams. You bet arms. You bet pitchers. And a lot of books have, you know, real issues putting out correct lines on some of these pitchers and don't realize that there's some heavy righty lefty splits. Having a left-handed, uh, you know, having a southpaw on your roster, like, uh, you know, Wicklander last year for Arkansas is just invaluable. So a couple that I'm going to start off with is Cooper Jerpy. Uh, he's at Oregon State, and I know Brad does not. We both do not want to discuss Oregon State as both being Razorback alums and uh, uh, losing the College World Series a few years ago. But he is 8-0 on the season. He has 100 strikeouts and 60 innings pitched, only 14 earned runs on the season compared to 13 walks. He has less walks than he has earned runs. He is number one in strikeouts per nine in all of college baseball. So Cooper Jerpy, 
auto bet every single time for Oregon State. Oregon State is a team that I think is going to, you know, they're going to pull a super regional seed. They're going to be in the College World Series. Um, before I move on to my next arm, Brad, do you have any fond memories of Oregon State and the Beavs? Well, it's probably the only time that uh, I've ever cried in public um, with the, <laughs> the with the drop foul ball. It was a, it was a tough moment. Uh, she had some Oregon State fans petting me on the back, uh, sitting there <laughs> devastated with my younger brother. So it, it was a tough moment, but it, it's hard to overlook Connor Jerpy. Um, the guy's been absolutely dominant, and Oregon State continues to to get W's out there on the West Coast, and obviously they're you know continuing to recruit. And for what you're saying, it's not just college baseball you bet on arms; it's baseball, right? It's like having a different quarterback out there every every Saturday in college football. Who whoever's on the hump is a uh, you know pretty key. But I'll let you I'll let you get back to it. <laughs> Well, Cooper Jerby is always the Friday starter. So when you see a series start uh, like with Long Beach on a Thursday, he still pitched on a Friday. So no matter where Oregon State goes, he is going to pitch on Friday for them. So if you're trying to get an early line on Oregon State, look for Friday, look for Jerpy. That number is probably never going to be high enough. Now, the second pitcher I had listed was from Liberty, Garrett Horn. And he has just 39 innings pitched this season and 64 strikeouts and a 2.06 ERA, but he has been increasing his innings limit throughout the season. He just threw six full against North Florida, struck out 26 in his last three starts. Uh, I mean, he's allowed just more than one earned run just twice this season. So Garrett Horn for Liberty, they're going to be in the regionals as of right now. So keep an eye out for that name. Brad, do you have an SEC pitcher that I would definitely want to bet on if I saw his name listed? I mean, right now it's hard to avoid Tennessee Everywhere you look in college baseball, it's Tennessee this, Tennessee, Tennessee that. Um, they've what's what's really kind of pathetic for all the rest of us is that they already had three basically ace starters going in, and then their real stud came back uh, from an injury just recently. Blade Tidwell, um, I think he's you know if you're looking at prospects from MLB, you know he's somewhere between. 20 and 30, and he could be as high as 10. Uh, you know, Florida's got a guy, Auburn's got a stud, but at the end of the day, Blade Tidwell with Tennessee, I think you're locked in for a for a number one uh, Friday night win if you if, if you came up at a decent odds, which I know the odds based on uh, what we saw when we were in Vegas, the odds are, are, are not going to be good at all. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I don't know what you're going to do with Tennessee in these futures numbers. I have seen some Twitter chatter out there about people that got 20 to one before the season. If you're holding on to that, we're going to talk about Tennessee here in a little bit uh, at the end of the show. So I'm going to move on to Campbell. Yes, the Camels, who I love in college football, I love them in college baseball. Listen, if any team is a baseball team that comes from the Carolina regions, they can play ball. It doesn't matter if it's Coastal. It doesn't matter if it's Campbell, NC State, you know, all of them, uh, except for South Carolina. I don't know what's wrong with them this year. But the Camels are currently slated to be a dangerous four seed in the regionals. Uh, you want to look for Thomas Harrington. He has 93 strikeouts and 65 innings pitched. He's allowed just nine earned runs this season, 1.25 ERA. He is always the Friday starter, and he's gone at least a minimum of six innings in every start this season. Thomas Harrington for Campbell, that's an auto bet. Brad, you got one more for us? Yeah, man, so I'm going to sneak outside of the SEC for uh, just a little bit of knowledge that I have on the subject. And Gabriel Hughes is a stud. Saw him pitch um, a couple years ago, and this guy, he just always brings it uh, – He's got Gonzaga right on the edge of hosting a Super Regional right now. Uh, they had a huge 
I think they swept Oklahoma State on the road. Um, but he's always the game one starter uh, in every series he pitches. So whether that be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, he'll be the game one starter. Uh, I want to say, what is it, 97 strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys got about a 2.4 ERA. Um, his K rate is has been – I want to say it's skyrocketed since the beginning of the season and uh, continues to do so. So if you, if you have a chance to get uh, Gabriel Hughes, put him down and uh, accept your winnings. Pull back the rubber band and throw some money down. I will say this about Gonzaga. I get a lot of questions and I've had a few DMS about Gonzaga futures. They're 270th in home runs per nine. So while I love this pitching staff and they have a lot of great stats, a lot of metrics in the top 50, they don't have the pop in the bat for me to take them for a future, but I do love Gabriel Hughes, like you said. All right, last question on pitchers. We get to talk a lot about Arkansas because it's the SEC, and the SEC dominates Omaha. Would you rather bet your money on Connor Nolan on a Friday night or Hagen Smith on a Saturday night? Well, I've, I've watched Connor Nolan a little too much over his career. to, <laughs> to, uh, Brett, to Brett, Bielema, to... Brett Bielema's quarterback, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, I've, I've seen him fail at the quarterback position. I've seen him thrive at – on the mound. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I like Hagen Smith, man. I, I like, I like his stuff better though. I think if you, if you, if we're playing a team that comes in and they're looking for off speed stuff, Connor Nolan can find himself in trouble. Um, whereas I think Hagen Smith has a little bit more in his repertoire to, to get through whatever bad situations. All that said, he's a freshman and yes. the, the smarter play is probably Connor Nolan, but uh, you know, let's hope it doesn't matter. You bet on the hogs and you're going to win the rest of the season is the uh, plan right now. That's, that's, that's how we get to host the super regional right currently. Yeah. Yeah. So if you hear any bitterness out of Brad and I, uh, Brad was nice enough to invite me to his family's gathering last year for the NC state super regional. Uh, first game was good. Second two games, not so good. So, uh, we're hoping there's a different outcome this year. Let's move into marquee matchups. All right, for the weekend of April 29th, obviously the big matchup on the board is Virginia Tech against Virginia. That's uh, number seven versus number 11. Obviously, both of these teams are going to be playing in the postseason, possibly hosting a regional. And, you know, of course, Virginia Tech is in line to get that super regional right now. Not going to spend too much on this. It should be, you know, I, I would expect the third game of the series to be the rubber match. Virginia Tech has been dominating on the offensive side of the ball. Third in home runs per game, second in slugging. Uh, what worries me about that is their 70th in strength of schedule. So they haven't seen the, you know, the, the type of uh, SEC type teams on their schedule uh, that you would want out of a future there, uh, although they are very high in fielding percentage. Now, before I move on to Auburn and Tennessee, Brad, tell the people how important fielding percentage is in college baseball, because when you go to a major league baseball game, a six, four, three is no big deal. It's the easiest thing ever. College baseball. It's a little bit different, right? I mean, it's huge. It's part of the reason why you see Arkansas's name in there year in and year out. Defense, offense, special teams and football, batting, pitching, and, you know, fielding percentage in baseball, it's extremely important and uh, can take you a long way in the postseason when the bats aren't going or when you're going up against these marquee pitchers like you're talking about. Fielding percentage is one of the most important stats you can get behind. Besides having a power arm on the mound, you have to have an elite defense And I reference home runs per game. You don't look at that in MLB, but I look at it in college baseball because you have to have pop to win Omaha. Things happen in Omaha that are pretty crazy, and you got to have hot sticks. So the one marquee matchup on the board that we'll finally end up talking about, and I might just turn the mic over to you, 
Auburn's going to Tennessee. And I'm getting a little annoyed with Tennessee. All right, let's give them credit. Uh, they remind me of the Razorbacks of 2021. Number one in home runs per game. Number one in slugging. Fifth and on base. This team is number one in the nation in ERA and whip. The problem with Tennessee right now, they have a strength of schedule of 67th. They've dodged Arkansas on the schedule, the SEC schedule. They did take care of Vanderbilt. Uh, but they are going to end up with a cumulative strength of schedule of 43rd. So that's going to come up a little bit. I don't know if they're going to beat Arkansas and the SEC tournament, although I would say both head coaches probably don't care that much about the results in Hoover. What do you think about Auburn traveling to Tennessee, and can this Tennessee, just this ridiculous circus of abundance of offense and pitching, is this going to come to an end soon? It's hard to believe that it can maintain, Colin. I, I appreciate Tennessee and what they've done this season. I appreciate Tony Vitello. I'm glad that Tennessee is holding on to him for us um, until Dave decides to leave here because he's a great coach and they're, they're doing awesome things over there. These numbers are, I mean, they're unreal. And we all know that baseball is a game of averages. You know, nobody wins every game. And you, yes, they do have three losses or whatever, but it's uh, something's got to give. I don't know if it's going to be this weekend. It's it's hard to say, hey, at Tennessee with the top-ranked team coming in is going to be where they slip up for the first time. But, man, something eventually has to give. Uh, and, and, no, I don't, I don't believe that Tennessee can keep this up. I think, you know, I, I believe we're going to see them slip later, you know, against Mississippi State maybe. I hope it's this weekend, but I'm just not sure we're going to see it happen. Talk about one of the biggest – weekends of the years right before the SEC tournament Tennessee is going to go down to duty noble and I know the Mississippi State has struggled this year they're still to me a team that's going to make it in the regionals probably as a three seed uh you know they have lacked consistency and uh but you it's hard to replicate what was going on with Landon Sims and the rest of that pitching staff last year but keep your eyes on Tennessee right now they are 67th in strength of schedule they're going to finish the season right now at 43rd so they have some tough games coming up in Auburn I project I project they're going to be one of the teams that could make it to Omaha Seventh and cumulative strength of schedule. Auburn has played a murderer's row, so we'll see if they can steal one here uh, against Knoxville, against the Bulls. I think I think they'll take one. Over under on number of Tony Vitello uh, chest bumps into the umpire this week. <laughs> Let's hey, the, the more the better. You know anything <laughs> anything to get potentially get that team thrown out. <laughs> so I don't have to watch these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, these monsters continue to win win at this pace. I, I'm kind of hoping Arkansas dodges them in the SEC tournament, although we wouldn't back you down. You know, SEC yeah. tournament is what it is. I'm t- we won it We won it once, and uh, we didn't make it anywhere that yeah. last year. So, you know, screw, screw Hoover. <laughs> yeah, and those of you that are wondering, at the end of the season, right before the regionals start, there's uh, conference tournaments everywhere. But it's not the deciding factor of whether you're hosting a regional, uh, if you're in line for a super. Uh, it's really um, – I mean, it's just for a conference title. It really is no like basketball. You automatically get in, right? If you win it. But outside of that, uh, they've already got their picks made. So yeah. maybe you can move yourself up a seed here or there, a position or two, but it doesn't, it doesn't change anything. And uh, ultimately the teams that, that do well in that tournament don't, don't tend to go as far <laughs> later on. That's true. I actually will probably look up some research for next week's pod. How many SEC conference winners actually went on and won the College World Series or even made the final game? I mean, I, I can't remember any of them. So I have to go back to the Georgia. Maybe, South maybe, LSU, maybe LSU, some of those. LSU, yeah. yeah. Bregman's team might have done it. <laughs> 
Oh, Alex Bregman. Was anyone banging the trash can in the LSU dugout? All right, so we're going to move on to the College World Series futures. Taking a look at the leaderboard from DraftKings right now, they have Tennessee plus 450, which is a much better number than that plus 150 you and I saw in Vegas a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Oregon State, 10 to 1. Texas, 11 to 1. Arkansas, 13 to 1. And this has been our problem all year. I've been nibbling on the Arkansas number, but I would love to get past 15 to 1. I just don't think we're ever going to get it with the way the rest of the season is lining up. Vandy, 15 to 1. LSU, 18 to 1. If you're new to college baseball, the SEC dominates college baseball, and usually half the teams populated in Omaha are from the SEC. So get used to seeing a bunch of big names, some names that are not SEC, 20 to 1 Oklahoma State, 20 to 1 Virginia. Now, I had a couple of Twitter questions coming in. Uh, the first one was from Austin. He said, Miami 28 to 1 and Oregon State 10 to 1. We touched on Oregon State before about how much I love them. Uh, and I love them much more than Miami, even at these current prices. I mean, the Hurricanes just lost to Stetson this week, the other day. But I don't really take midweek games. They're not really that important because you don't throw your starters. You don't play all of your starters on offense. Uh, but Miami has really struggled defensively this season. Uh, and their homers and slugging have just not been there. Uh, they did sweep Virginia, so it's encouraging, you know, until Virginia Tech obliterated the Canes in the first two games of the series there. So Miami's a little bit up and down. Uh, Oregon State is a different story. Uh, I, they've got all of the stats where it needs to be. Uh, their strength of schedule, I said, you know, 21st or 6th and WHIP, 12th and OBP. They are a lock to be a super regional host. Doesn't matter what happens. So if you can get a good number on Oregon State, I'd say above 10 to 1, I think you got to fire uh, Michael Emmerling asked about West Virginia at 150 to one odds. They're currently slated to be a three seed with Kansas. Uh, they got Kansas on tap this weekend, but they're slated to be a three seed in the regionals. Um, after Kansas weekend, they got a pivotal three game set against Texas and Oklahoma, and that's going to decide their future. But if you're asking me if they can actually get to Omaha and win, uh, not with a strength of schedule that ranks at 150, um, you know, and your home runs per game, your OBP and your slugging are outside of the top 150. So will they make the field of 64? Probably. Are they going to win? No. So with that in mind, I wanted to start it off with futures we're betting now. Brad, I'm going to let you lead off before I get into mine. Every week we're going to give you a deliverable. Here's what Brad's betting this week for win, to win in Omaha. So obviously – you know, I'm I'm an Arkansas fan, and I'm gonna I'm gonna steer clear of that, despite the fact that I do think that at 13 to one, it's getting better. But all, all that to say, um, I like Mississippi State right now. Um, they're at 45 to one, and I guess part of me says that now is the time to bet them because they're they're either they're either going to move up in a trajectory, and and that's going to end up you know, in Omaha or in a super regional at least, or they're not going to make the tournament at all. And we're about to find out. But I think if you're going to bet somebody like that, God bless West Virginia, but we know that they can't win in Omaha. Mississippi State's a team that I could, I believe could win um, if they got there. So, you know, when I'm looking at teams out of the SEC, at least, I, I like I like where they are. Um, Georgia at 65 to one, man. George has been playing very good baseball, and uh, you know, I, I think I think they have a very good shot as well. So, you know, those are two two choices out of the SEC to, to look at as far as you know, not not immediate favorites, but uh, you know, real have real potential um, if if they can make it make it to Omaha. Yeah, I, I agree with you at Mississippi State. I mean, they are the third best defensive team in the nation. Uh, they're eighth in homers per game, but. 
you know, their schedule is going to make it or break it. They got Tennessee up. They got the SEC tournament. They've got to have a good standing in all of that to come in as a, uh, as sort of a sleepy three seed. Uh, I, I can't imagine a regional not being played at duty noble, but uh, you know, they're going to have to, uh, yeah, not going to happen. Yes. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, we'll see, but May 19th, that series with Tennessee, you're buying right now at the perfect time before they either get hot, get some wins against Tennessee, win the SEC tournament, or they flame out. So I completely agree with Brad. I, on Mississippi state, taking them uh, 45 to one, I am going to switch gears. I'm going to go outside of the SEC, but I'm going to stay in SEC territory. I'm going to go Southern Miss. They are listed at 50 to 1 on Circa. Uh, I've seen them 45 to 1 in some other spots. Southern Miss is ninth in RPI, but and they're 0-3 against top 25 competition, 5 and 2 against teams ranked 26 to 50th, all quad two games. They're second in the nation, whip and ERA. And that comes to starting pitchers Hurston, Waldrop, and Tanner Hall, who have just been unbelievable. Waldrop, two complete games this season. Uh, 77 Ks and 51 innings pitched. And then Hall, their, their Saturday starter, a, a sub-2 ERA, 7-0, 90 strikeouts and 65 innings. These guys are elite pitchers. And if you have a Friday-Saturday elite pitching and, and host a regional, possibly host a super regional, I know D1 Baseball ranks them as their number four team in the nation above Arkansas. Uh, this team is legit, and they're being offered at 50-1. to one. Now, I know the history of this team, but I can't ignore that you know, offensively, this team is, you know, this is one of the best pitching and hitting teams in the nation. Uh, you know, their their top 25 losses came to Dallas Baptist back on March 12th. Um, and, and, you know, they really only lost those two games uh, by a combined, you know, five to one score. So I'm not really worried about Southern Miss, but I want to get ahead of this number before they play Ole Miss in a midweek game on May 11th. Uh, Ole Miss is kind of a corpse right now, right, Brad? <laughs> I mean, they've, they've really fallen apart from starting the season off at number one to now. I mean, I'm not sure. I guess if they sweep Arkansas this weekend and then win out in every series, they can still somehow make it. But, yeah, it's looking it's looking pretty nasty. And I'm with you, man. Southern Miss, at these kind of numbers, for how the kind of baseball they've been playing, now's the time because that number will not stay the same, you know, once people start paying attention. Yeah, that's not the Ole Miss is not coming to uh to bomb and uh sweeping anything. So God, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna play a game. We're gonna wrap up the podcast. We want to go over the marquee matchups. Uh and, and of course we'll we'll see if Auburn can take a game from Tennessee this weekend. We want to give you betting deliverables on futures as we go on the road to Omaha. And then the final thing we're gonna play every week is name the four teams that are gonna make Omaha to the College World Series. I've got a list of the projected number one seeds that will host regionals. And then the top eight, of course, will host the supers. If there's an upset, then that team kind of takes over the pod. We'll get into that much later when we get regionals out. So I'm going to name off my four teams and then I'll let you do yours and let's shoot some holes through some of these. So I've got Tennessee, Arkansas, Auburn, and Vanderbilt as the four SEC teams that I think are going to make it to Omaha, uh, Vanderbilt and Auburn right now projected as a two seed in the regionals. Of course, Arkansas and Tennessee projected to host Supers and uh, and Regional Weekend. Uh, do you have an argument against that? Do you think another team ha- has a chance to get to there? Besides Mississippi State, who we already have a future on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, truly, I think that when you're talking about Auburn and, uh, and Vanderbilt, if you were to replace those two with Georgia and Mississippi State, or uh, again, Mississippi State's kind of an outlier because of they, they need to, to win really hard series to even make it. But let's let's throw Georgia in, and 
I don't know about Vandy. I'm not sure. I can't decide on Vandy right now. Um, I get to, I get to watch them in person in two weeks, and I've watched them a little bit. They're not the same Vandy with the Kumar Rocker. I know, and lighter. I mean, and just the dominant pitchers that we've seen that that scare you to death when they step on the hump. They have not scared anyone this year, and having getting just spanked the way they did by Tennessee, I guess it just kind of put put a different viewpoint on Vandy um, than what I've had in the past. So, so I'm going to remove Vandy from that, and I'm going to put Georgia in there. I like the up and coming team. I like what they're doing. And I think that they've got a uh, Friday night stud that that maybe can cause a little bit more damage, um, you know, in in a super regional, especially. But, but yeah, no. So I, I I'm going to go with Georgia on this one. I don't I hate the Bulldogs, but uh, yeah, I'm I, especially after that national title. But no, uh, I, I got to go with Georgia. I'm going to I'm going to give them the nod over Vandy, and I'll leave Auburn and and you know I got to go with Arkansas and Tennessee. I mean, good lord. Hopefully that's the College World Series final right there. But, yeah, Vanderbilt, touching back on Vanderbilt, like 79th at homers per game, 52nd in slugging. I, I don't know who this team is. They don't look anything like they have the last couple of years. And now, you know, Leiter Jr. and uh, Kumar are not there. So good luck to the Vandy boys. I may switch my top four. I might slide in LSU. They got great stats. They're ninth in team ERA in the nation. They're 12th in slugging, 17th in homers per game. Uh, they're going to finish the season with a cumulative strength of schedule of 11th in the country. But this team just barely swept Missouri by a combined five runs. Uh, you know, they got swept by Arkansas. They lost a series at home to Auburn. They lost a series at home to Texas A&M. And they lost to Texas 6-1 to one in the Minute Maid Classic at the beginning of the season. Is LSU the team you think can sneak in there? Or do you think that maybe another team such as maybe Texas A&M could, could possibly slip into the top four? I'm, I'm not a believer in LSU or Texas A&M. Uh, I think Texas A&M – Maybe has more talent. Well, actually, LSU probably has more talent. I like what AM is doing. I think AM is so much better at home than they are on the road that uh, that's going to be what affects them down the stretch. And, and when you get, you know, because they're not going to be hosting a super regional, they're more than likely not going to be hosting a, a regional. So I think AM's not going to, they're not going to have all their cute little cheers uh, <laughs> ready for everybody in a regional. And if they did, I'd feel a little bit different. But but uh, it's a hard place to play. That stadium's not big, but, man, they uh, pack it in there. Um, and LSU, again, you know, their they're talent's all over the Major League Prospects boards, but uh, there's something – I don't know. I'm not, sure if it's, I'm not sure if it's that West Coast pace of play or what it is, but I just don't think that they ha- – I, I, I didn't like uh, – I, I didn't like their, their ability to, to move through a postseason and – you know, I don't, I just, I don't think that they're, yeah, I don't think they're going to have a high enough seed to, to be in a position to do that. Yeah. And this West coast baseball is starting to infiltrate the SEC makes me a little scared as an Arkansas alum and fan and, and uh, you know, crazy fanatic uh, because I don't think Dave Van Horn's going to change his style for anybody, but this, you know, there is a style of play that's coming in uh, that's going to be much different. So we'll see if some of these other teams can catch up. Uh, listen, I said, Ole Miss is a corpse. Uh, you know, they, they split their series with Mississippi state that's after losing a series, South Carolina, they got swept by Alabama and Alabama is going to make a regional, but these numbers are terrible. 196 in OBP, 110th in slugging. Uh, I can't back the tide either. Uh, Florida just lost their staff ace Hunter Barco this week. He's been shut down for the season with elbow discomfort. 
Uh, and they're a team that already struggled with a, yeah, an ERA rank of 75th in the nation. So we'll review yeah, this. Next they're, they're dead in the water, by the way. Yeah. He was, he was really good. <laughs> yes. Don't uh, Florida Ole Miss. You can toss them out of the SEC boat. Nothing coming out there. We will keep our eyes on LSU, Texas A&M. And uh, I expect Alabama to continue to be pedestrian. So there you have it. Uh, first college baseball podcast in the books. Listen for the power arms at the beginning of the show where we talk about guys that you just automatically bet. Uh, go ahead and look for those futures on Southern Miss at 50 to one. Go ahead and look at 45 to one or better on Mississippi State. And of course, Brad and I think Alabama, Tennessee are going to be in the College World Series in Omaha. A little bit of differing opinion on Auburn, Vanderbilt, Miss State. And we'll talk next week more after we get you know more LSU action and uh, more Georgia action on, on the table. We'll be here to talk about it every week leading up to regionals and through the College World Series. Brad, thanks for joining me. Man, it's been a pleasure. Uh, <laughs> I know I probably showed up and acted like the rookie that I am, but uh, it's, it's been fun. And, and truly, I think we will know more after watching Georgia LSU this weekend and after seeing a few of these marquee matchups that you highlighted. And, uh, man, thanks for having me. We'll talk to you guys next week. This has been Big Bets on Campus, college baseball version. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.